Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. When you visit, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can become a sustaining member. Click the Donate page and pick the option that works best for you. We've got a traveling toolkit, 100 Watts and Wire gear, and activity days with prizes. That's 100wattsandawire.com. And ICOM. Get out and get active with ICOM's new IC705 and its optional multifunction backpack. And BioNO Power, offering the best performance lithium iron phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B I O E N N O P O W E R.com. Or contact dealers nationwide. And now from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. It's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. And I'm happy to say, and not excited to say it, but, you know, before the media blitz really took off and got nutty uh, covering the virus, we were talking about this four or five weeks ago. And we're not going to go into detail again here, but we want you to stay focused on the things you need to stay focused on. Wash your hands. Don't touch your eyes, your nose, and your mouth. And pay attention so what's happening? You know, maybe read some of the periodicals and some of the uh, medical journals that are coming out. It's uh, getting sensationalized to a mass degree now, and we need to stay focused on that and not to panic. That said, bring my uh, wingmen in here. It's always fun to have somebody to talk to. Steve is here, W7UDI. And we've got Ian in Maine, Whiskey One, Juliet India Whiskey Guys, I don't know if you're like me, but I have fallen into my own old ways here. The 160 contest uh, was recently, and I didn't even know it was happening. And uh, next thing you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I got to get into that. And it's a it's a great um, it's a great contest for me to test my antennas. I know you guys are mapping out your 160 plans. Uh, can we talk a little bit about falling back into old? Ways and my other old way is chasing DX and these parks. Have you guys uh, found any cycles that you've kind of got into, and next thing you know, you fade out of a little bit or move into something different? Let's start with Steve. He's been around for a while and a ham for uh, four decades. How, does that sound weird, Steve? No, doesn't sound weird at all. I mean, I've gone oh, through it's this a badge of honor. Uh, yep, it's. <laughs> gone through the same cycle gone done this done that played in different modes and then just uh, but always come back to what i refer to as traditional amateur radio and that's hf but that's you know that my viewpoint on it and uh and the same thing i was uh, chasing the parks especially when we had parks on the air that was just a lot of fun but always go back to chasing dx not so much to you know i need the wallpaper or anything like that i just do it just for the sake of the uh you know, to make the contact. And uh, like you, when you made the contact with VP8PJ down there at South Orkney, uh, you got out of the chair and you went, yeah, yeah, and pump, fist pumping and everything. Same thing here when I uh, worked some of the contest stations, just uh, not, you know, for busting the pile up or anything, but just making the contact. So yeah, we go through those cycles and everyone else will. 
I found myself getting back into the old ways. I was like, yeah, well, you've got a 160 antenna up there. It's such a pain in the ass. It's a beautiful thing, and it's working. And then next thing you know, you're hearing stations, East Coast, West Coast. I'm like, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in. And I ended up uh, working a a ton of states just on 160 to test that antenna. Next thing you know... Here's some uh, some rare DX. We've got the Ivory Coast uh, happening, the South Orkney. Uh, Ian, hello to you. Uh, any uh, habits you seem to be cycling through as a, uh, you're not new ham anymore, but uh, anything you're cycling through that's uh, used to be there and then disappeared for a bit? Well, it's kind of funny. Actually, this week I was home recovering um, from an injury. So I was home during the day, so I worked a lot of 20 meters this week, and I forgot how fun it actually is during the day. With my work schedule, I'm you know never home when uh, 20 is good. So, um, yeah, I had a lot of fun working DX this week. And actually, I was able to get Alaska, the first time I've had an Alaskan contact. Um, so that was fun for me, you know. They, people don't call it DX, but from Maine to Alaska on 20 meters, it was... Uh, with a compromised antenna, I might say, um, I, I really enjoyed it. So, and I, I dabbled around a little bit with FT8, haven't had a chance to do that. I still don't quite get the attraction to it, but you know, I've, I tried to work the VPH station there on um, FT8, but was unsuccessful. So, you know, maybe I'll keep trying it. We'll see. Um, but yeah, 20 meters has been fun, and uh, I also need to get a 168 antenna up. I don't know what type of configuration I want or uh, what I want to build yet, but uh, that will be a project this summer um, along with all my other spring projects. So, uh, hey, had fun with 20 meters, so, um, you know, life is good when it comes to that. Yeah, I think uh, 17 meters, when I first started out, I I was running on 15 meters a lot. I mean, and that's where I was hitting all this DX. I'd wake up really early in the morning, and I normally do anyway, and I'd get into the shack. And next thing you know, I'm hearing these different countries. And it would just be simple stuff, too. It would be like Mexico. I'd be like, ooh, Mexico City. And I'm I'm tuning up the Drake and getting everything sorted out. The things that excited me originally, 15 meters then I get into it a little bit more, and I'm like, ooh, 17 is really sexy. I remember spending a lot of time talking to Steve about 17 meters and propagation for it. And I think at one point he encouraged me, uh, do try 160 in the winter and then take it down and put 17 back up in the summer. I don't know if that sounds familiar, Steve, but we were yep. looking at that kind of uh, antenna propagation study, that sort of deal. And, and 17's prim- I, I hear stuff there now and again, but I just haven't really come back to it in recent times. Uh, you work at all on 17, Steve? Uh, no. Unfortunately, uh, my current uh, antenna on the tower is a tri-bander, so 2015 and uh, 10. But uh, I did work 17 one time. I think you and I might have had a contact uh, with the uh, Carolina Wyndham that I have above the house. And uh it, we got a chance to chat when uh, propagation was a little bit better, but uh, 17 is a looks like a really fun band, and I've been toying with uh, getting a monoband, uh, say a three or four element uh, monoband uh, beam, and throwing throwing one of them up, and uh, just to get onto 17 meters, it looks like a a pretty fun band, especially when you have a contest weekend and the yeah, 15, or 20, 15, and 10 are tied up. You have the work bands, which is uh, 17 and 12. 
that are, uh, are contest free. So there's at least a place to go to, to, you know, do some rag chewing and make some contacts if you don't want to participate in the contest. And I think about 160 and, and I really enjoy the work of it. It, it. I really complain about it all the time and it really just beats me up. I mean, when you get into the 160 wire, you know, ugh, and the trees are falling on it and it's breaking, you're spending so much time. And then this contest comes along and then you're like, yeah, man, it like sort of validates all the work. But then throughout the year, like I'm excited that you guys are looking to I'll put 160 up again, Steve, and then for the first time, Ian out there, just to have somebody to talk to. I hear a lot of the local guys, and if you don't really dig what they're saying, I'm not jumping in there, man. It's just like, oh, I don't know if it's really worth it. And uh, But there's a lot of space there, a lot of the area to go to. And if you had somebody, you know, some friends, you could, you could set up a cool little spot there, man, on 160. So I'm... I'm looking forward to it. Maybe by next fall, everybody will be ready to get it together. And now we start to head into this season, uh, you know, spring and summertime. Any uh, quick predictions with this sun cycle? What may be um, the band to go to? We just going to head back to 40 or maybe every now and again we'll get 20 meters or should we expect 15 and uh, 17 to come back how about you steve i'm thinking 20 will be our go-to band uh during the day it's uh, already been proven by uh ian working uh, alaska from maine and you guys uh, uh working some dx uh 15 will probably start popping in a little bit uh as we start ramping up but uh 40 40 and 20 i think will be our go-to bands uh through the summer at uh uh, 40 will start getting noisy in the afternoon because mainly from you know the thunderstorms in the midwest and the east coast and even here on the west coast uh we'll start you know bringing up the static crashes and things like that where 20 is going to be i'm still going to have it but it won't be as bad as uh 40 so uh uh, things will start ramping up it all just depends on how fast uh t- cycle 25 starts to you know to ramp up next year uh, probably much better so you know we're coming out of the cellar and we're going to go up this is 11 year cycle so uh in about five years we should be peaking out or give or take and uh and we'll see how it uh, plays out but 20 is the go-to band all right we're going to take a break i'll tell you something wacky that i did over the weekend we'll talk about that next from the summit to the shack this is 100 watts and a wire the ICOM 705 is your perfect QRP companion as you have base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers. But it's in a portable package covering HF, 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in at 1 kilo or just over 2 pounds. With RF direct sampling for most of the HF band and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz. It's got that large 4.3-inch color touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall. And the perfect accessory for the IC705 is the optional backpack. It's the LC192. It has a special compartment for the IC705 and room for accessories for soda activations or just a day in the park. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. Made in America, shared worldwide. This is 100 watts and a wire. 
All right, welcome back. You know, over the weekend, what I was doing, I joined the Aries team in October, the Amateur Radio Emergency Service. Back in October, I went to a drill and I noticed everything was two meter, 440, mostly two meter, and um, some digital modes. And I know that's the backbone of emergency communications. It's proven it works. And then the purist, I don't know, the old soul of me starts to think, what about those times where the internet goes out, you lose your repeaters, shouldn't we be practicing our simplex, maybe we should be looking at HF, and the local team, that's about 60 volunteers, I believe, uh, they really don't have anything going with HF, so then I started talking to Steve and to Ian and some other hams just to say, what do you see out there, and HF really is a viable backup to the backbone. And uh, we can get into simplex and that sort of stuff later, but I wanna talk a little bit about what I did over the weekend. And I just, we got a beautiful day. This is the month of March where you can't trust it. It's gonna give you 63 degrees one day and totally open you up and smash you over the head with a, a snowstorm at some point. And then what, out like a lamb, I guess they say. So guys, what I did over the weekend I went out, got got a little portable, and I set up an 80-meter dipole, and I put it up at 25 feet, thinking the NVIS, uh, you know, this signal goes basically straight up when you're NVIS, at least that's the theory that I understand. It goes up and kind of reflects back down within like 100 to maybe 300 miles, maybe less than that. I, I could be wrong with that. Anyway, I get out there, expectations were low, and uh, lo and behold, I, I caught the end of a net on 80 meters. This was 10 in the morning, by the way, guys. It was, uh, sun was full up, coming across the field, and I had no expectations. All I wanted to do was to test the, uh, with an analyzer to see if this antenna, what it would look like at 25 feet. Not too bad, didn't look too bad at all. I think at the, uh, the high side, maybe a 3.0, and I tuned it up just a little bit to be at this height. Next thing you know, I start hearing stations locally. And I'm like, oh, okay. And locally within about 150 miles, the furthest station, and they were just coming off a net, uh, was Kentucky. I was like, okay, cool, Kentucky from here in the field, 25 feet and a quarter wave dipole, pretty good. And so I wanna ask my guys here what, what you think about uh, preparing testing for, say, HF in times of an emergency. And uh, we'll start with you, Steve, because I know that you're, you're out there actually responding to emergencies and you understand ARIES and what the backbone is. Can you talk about the role, what you see the role of HF being in, say, ARIES, RACES, and other agencies? Well, I, I look at it as a, another tool in your communications toolbox. And... Uh, a lot of teams that I've, you know, seen over the years, uh, just how they operate, they kind of was like, yeah, you know, we're going to operate on this repeater and that's all we're going to do. And it's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> if that repeater goes away, what else are you going to do? You're going to be dead in the water. And in some cases they were, they just didn't know what to do. Other teams have been, uh, strictly simplex, uh, the club that I belonged to when I lived in Western Washington, uh, Strictly simplex. That was it. They uh, they just wanted to cover simplex and uh, the uh, basic community around us, and uh, that was it. And I was like, okay, that's great. 
but we have to communicate with the state EOC. So how are we going to do that? Oh, we'll just use this repeater. Well, what happens if that repeater goes away? You know, state EOC has an HF frequency. Does anybody want to try using HF? Oh, well, no, we're all a bunch of technicians. Like, ugh. <laughs> so it's, um, it gets tough. And I've been a big proponent is like, just expand your toolbox and uh, open it up and try different uh, modes, even six meters. No one really talks about six meters. And that's another uh, uh, VHF band that has some really good propagations for uh, simplex uh, operation. But I think uh, HF is uh, the way to go. You don't have to get it up very high. We got guys that have, you know, dipoles, 75 meter dipoles on their fence. And so up five, six feet and uh, they're, uh, they're making successful contacts. You did it with that 25 foot and uh, keeping it nice and low is, uh, and then, you know, you you can make the uh, the contact where you need to go. And it's in most cases uh, here in the state of Washington, we have the state EOC, which is down over there in uh, where uh, uh, Joint Base Lewis McCord at uh, Camp Murray. And uh, here in the central part of the state, we need to use HF to, uh, to make that contact. And it's just, we need to add, um, you know, more tools in our toolbox to make Make it make it work, and use it locally in your county. And uh, I mean, each team has their own requirements and their needs and what needs to be done. And but uh, don't limit yourself. Just be open and try, experiment. If it works, great. If it doesn't, hey, at least you gave it a try. Try different bands and see what might work. Ian, you have any thoughts on working HF um, in terms of uh, disaster emergency preparedness? Oh boy, I think it's a great thing. Um, I need to play with it more. I know when I first started out, I, I built myself a 80, 40 and 80 meter MVIS antenna. Oh, it was a disaster. Absolute disaster. I didn't know what I was doing. I just cut the wire to the, you know, the appropriate lengths and uh, put it up on a 15 foot uh, PVC pole out in the front yard. And I didn't have an antenna analyzer. So boy, I, I was lost. So I was thinking it was going to be a great way for me to get, you know, New Hampshire, Vermont, state of Maine. But uh, it, I tore it down. It's in my garage now. It, it, was, it was horrible. Now I have an antenna analyzer. I need to get it back out and put it up. Um, the question is where. Where do I put it? Where I won't hit it with a lawnmower or anything else. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's an excellent idea, and it's great that you're out playing with it, Christian. And um, I need to do the same. As far as Aries Racies, um, I've been talking to some of the local hams in my area about our group locally and i guess the complaint is that they're very uh how do you say it inactive they have a weekly net but um i guess i guess that's about all that they do is um one of the local nets on the uh, local repeaters here so unfortunately here in the state of maine we we're, don't have a big emphasis on emergency communications even the CERTS program, I guess, um, that has been stopped by the local Homeland Security chief. So, hey, I guess comes the state of Maine, we're on our own. Um, rugged individualism, I guess, is uh, the plan here in the state. So, yeah, I need to go out and play with MVIS. I, I think it sounds fun. And let me ask you, Steve. Christian had his at 25 feet. Um, the one I built was at 15 feet. Wouldn't the takeoff angle be more dramatic at 15 versus 25 or is it 
it would be it would be a higher angle so you'd be you know as they commonly referred to as a cloud burner and uh and that's you know the higher you get your antenna the lower the angle of radiation uh uh goes i mean it gets lower and lower so if you want to do local uh communications you want to keep it low and uh, that's the whole theory of mvis that it's a near vertical incident and so you're pushing your signal up almost vertically and then uh having it bounce off the ionosphere so um and that's those are the things you got to experiment with where where are you trying to talk to and uh and 25 feet i think is a is a good height i wouldn't probably go any higher unless you want to do you know distance but if you want to keep it local i think 25 or below is uh is an optimal uh height for 75 meters yeah you know what it's a it's a and I'm going to take a break here in just a second. We can come back and finish this up. I'm looking to see how far out I can get, whether it's Kansas, different parts of Missouri, because it is a big state, and uh, maybe Oklahoma, these sort of adjacent states to ours. Maybe we'll need to figure out if there's beds available, this sort of thing. So getting out a little beyond the local and hitting, you know, maybe four or five hours away. Uh, so, yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll take a break, and we'll come back and talk a little bit more about Simplex HF, Aries work, Ian's situation in Maine is not unique. We'll come back and talk about that next. QRO to the people. This is 100 watts and a wire. Did you know that Nuts and Volts has the highest readership of magazines specifically written for the electronics community? For over 40 years, Nuts and Volts magazine has been bringing microcontroller and electronics projects to hobbyists, engineers, technicians, and experimenters around the world. Every issue is full of the latest technology, electronics theory, analog circuit design, robotics, home automation, communications, and more. Join the Nuts and Volts community and become a member today. You get two years of the printed magazine and the online digital edition for only $49.95. You also receive full access to all web content with downloadable PDF files. Plus, the e-newsletter filled with popular projects from past issues. Go right now to NutsVolts.com to subscribe. That's two years of Nuts and Volts magazine printed on paper and delivered to your door for only $49.95. Go to NutsVolts.com today to subscribe. Nuts and Volts magazine. There's more to build with Nuts and Volts. From wireless to Wi-Fi, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. All right, welcome back. And Ian was talking about something in Maine about Aries. You know, and what I'm finding out here locally is that the intention and the will is good. There's about 60 volunteers. And I started asking leadership about HF. And it was like, yeah, we see the, you know, and there was a little bit of it. There was no resistance. There was just a little bit of like, oh, yeah. And I, and I don't know if because of the backbone being secure we're starting to see now in times of trouble that wi-fi holds that they've they're uh you know it's it's becoming a little more stabilized and i'm think i'm hoping that doesn't lead and i'm not speaking of the locals specifically i'm hoping that stability in the backbone doesn't lead to a uh, complacency you know to be like oh we're gonna be fine that kind of thing. Not that they have it here locally. It's just that it's steady. It's proven. It's working. We're having a hard enough time getting the volunteers to come out and drill anyway. 
Now this guy, the bald Polish kid up north, is talking about adding HF to it. This is, you know, I feel like, oh, man, maybe not. It took a few weeks, and all of a sudden, we're going to start to look into it now. We're going to put a team of interested HF operators together. So maybe in Ian's case, we have... um, it's a matter of just taking it on. Uh, I, I respectfully went to leadership to say, you know, I'll help out. I'm willing to help out. I'm willing to share my gear uh, in testing and doing these things almost uh, just to, to, to wrap my arms around what I'm trying to say is I offered to do more for them and not put more on their plate. And that seems to have opened up... Um, at least the possibility of exploring HF. So, Ian, maybe I, I can't speak for the CERTS program, which locally you know I'm struggling with. I'm supposed to enter back into that program in a couple of weeks. If they don't have 10 people, I'm screwed. I've canceled uh, Dayton, the whole trip, everything, depending on that. I'll have to drag some people off the street to come in there and get the, the training. But I think that's a way of looking at um, local areas and, and things like that is that they seem to have a lot on their plate, and just organizing things in a club is very difficult. I think the same handful of people do everything. Go ahead, Ian, pick it up. Yeah, well, here in you know my local areas, races, it, it's been quoted as a stagnant group. So I guess that's kind of a shame. I know they've got stuff set up at the hospital and uh, down at the fire station, and but they you know and they have that weekly weekly uh net on the local repeater but i guess there is somebody running for the arl section manager if he gets elected i guess he's interested in trying to start a statewide um thing so maybe yeah steve oh sorry go ahead Ian. were you finished i didn't mean to cut you off there well, I just I thought it kind of dropped out there for a second, but that's fine. No, I think they're looking at trying to start a statewide, um, you know, emergency type commute. I don't know if it's going to be certs or races, uh, uh, areas of races or not, but um, maybe a bigger group versus local is the way to go. Yeah, Steve, what are, what are you thinking over there? I mean, you you're part of a you know firefighting team, and everything is different in every different place. Does does it seem like maybe they're just overwhelmed that these volunteers who become leaders take on almost all of the duties? And I think I could say this about radio clubs in general. You see that they've got huge memberships, but only a handful of people are doing the work. And maybe a way in is to respectfully. Uh, say you know i'll i'll carry some of this and i'll i'll do some of that for you yeah i mean it's you just hit the nail on the head it's uh even in clubs you have just uh, a few people that are uh that have taken the leadership role and uh doing the majority of the work where most people just kind of come in and uh they just want to sit back and uh you know take in everything but not uh, put any effort and it's the same thing with uh with the area, you know, with the Aries teams and, um, you have a few that are, uh, that are, you know, the movers and shakers, so to speak, and, uh, doing the work and, uh, others are, are along. So, um, you know, I, like I said, I look at it as uh, expanding the, the toolbox and trying different things. Even if you don't, if it's not successful, you, you set it up for yourself and you can use it for yourself for your personal, uh, gain as far as, uh, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go out over the weekend. I'm going to set up my HF portable station and 
knowing this setup is this is what I'm going to expect. Am I going to work, you know, Antarctica from a portable setup? No, but if I can work, you know, three or four states around me and have some nice uh, conversations with people, great. It's so there's a, a win-win benefit. We, we can, you know, utilize it for ourselves, for our personal gain, plus also use it in the, uh, in the role of providing public service and uh, help to the uh, ARES team. Now, the uh, propagation, I was thinking, there's no way. I mean, it's the sun's up here. It's 80 meters. What am I getting? Because I was asked, what bands do you think would be a possible working NVIS, these sorts of situations? And I was like, well, I would think 80 meters because this. I said, but, you know, I wouldn't rule out 40. You know, you know, you got to just try some things and then propagation's going to do what she does. So there's no, like, real stability in HF, except for the fact that the technology and our antennas and our know-how can actually get you in the game and at least try it, where the stability on the other side, which is I call the backbone, your digital modes, uh, the two-meter antenna point-to-point or point-to-repeater communications is pretty stable. Uh, But when all that disappears, we know that we can take an HF and we can do the same with simplex. You know, we're just not going to get that far. And those tests, to me, are very valuable. Uh, just seeing where you can go, I mean, immediately in your local area. HF, my hope was to maybe expand that way if I need to talk to Kansas or I need to talk to Illinois, I can say, how many hospital beds do you have there? And we can kind of relay a, a, just a, a more of an umbrella of coverage there. Just a couple more minutes there. Did, did I miss anything, guys? Uh, Ian, back over to you. We'll kind of wrap up our final thoughts here. No, I, I, I think you, you got it covered pretty well, and I, it's great you're out testing, and I need to do the same. Um, hopefully, the, with the spring weather coming here, I'll, you'll have some time to do that. And um, yeah, I, if everybody gets out and does it, we would have a better community for uh, passing messages along or, or uh, getting questions answered. Um, you know, I, I encourage everybody to go and just try it. Have fun with it. I know it's hard to get a portable system together for everybody. And I know Steve was trying to build one. We're hitting that two-minute warning mark here. So we're going to be winding it down. I think uh, activating the parks, getting out to the parks or doing a worldwide flora and fauna. I had a good time just being... Uh, with my girls out in the field yesterday. Steve, you get the last word here. We got about a minute. Yep. Well, it, if you won't know until you try. So uh, get out there and uh, give it a try, and uh, you might learn something, and that's what it's all about. We're always learning something uh, in the hobby as we're going. Even after 42 years being licensed, I'm learning something new every day. So keep at it, try it, and you'll never know. You might like it. I want to thank Steve, W7UDI, and Ian Whiskey One, Juliet India Whiskey, for joining me again this week. Take care of yourself, guys. Uh, Take care of your families. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.